From Rivers Barden Architects, this is Spork in the Road, a podcast featuring conversations with creative individuals about their path, craft, and passions. In this episode, our resident architects Joe Rivers and Kevin Barden visit with Greg Dean, a theater actor and director from Houston, Texas. I mean, that's one of the things about catastrophic theater is many of us have known each other since we were like 15 or 16. Wow. You know, um, high school of the performing and visual arts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this many years later to still be putting on plays with your friends, which is what you thought when you met, uh, that's one of the luckiest things that's ever happened. Greg Dean has been a player in Houston's theater scene for practically three decades, having spent much of that time as an actor and director with locally founded Catastrophic Theater. Joe and Kevin sat down with Greg to discuss his evolution as an actor and his approach to directing. Here's Joe, followed by Greg. So, uh, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Uh, born and raised in Houston. Wow. And yeah, I've lived here the whole time, except um, I took a break from theater in the late 90s and early 2000s and uh, moved to California for the tail end of the dot-com business. Ah. So, you know, I was one of the only uh, people from the acting world that I knew that went out to L.A. and never auditioned for anything. <laughs> you know, I was... Um, I was either, uh, you know, I was like middle management uh, for a, an online A&E site. Um, and this was in the days, I think, before they had business plans, you know. Oh, so yeah. nobody had really thought, I, I know what we'll do. We'll get all these liberal arts majors, throw a bunch of money at them, and somehow we'll get rich. Uh, makes and sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it looked good to me. Yeah, I, I don't know what went wrong. But, uh, you know, I was doing that. And then I, uh, you know, got laid off uh, at the same time everybody else in the city got laid off. Yeah. So mm. my kid was um, eight or nine at the time. So I thought perfect opportunity to move back here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and um, almost immediately dove back into working in theater. Huh. Um, yeah, yeah. What was your background theater before you went out to L.A.? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. In Houston here? In Houston, mm-hmm. yeah. I had um, I'd been doing it since I was a kid, uh, taking uh, classes at the community theater. Well, the whole thing started because I, um, you know, like lobbied heavily to play Santa Claus in like the first grade play even though we didn't have any lines I knew all eyes were going to be on Santa you know I knew a good role even then it was uh, it was fun it uh, you know uh, I, I, I knew I could do this and then uh, get rewarded or validated or something right. you know it was like this feels good yeah everybody's absolutely. looking at me they're all smiling it's wonderful <laughs> um what could be better <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and you know on some level that's what it remains you know um there's there's a maybe a sort of a, a slightly more profound uh, uh thing behind it now but ultimately <laughs> it is that uh it feels good to show off <laughs> yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, theater is what I studied. I, I you know, I, I, I took classes at the little community theater when I got into junior high. I took the drama classes all through high school and then majored in college. So, you know, I didn't really plan for anything else. But like I said, I you know, worked in the Internet business. I've managed restaurants. I've uh, I was briefly a, a, a headhunter for a corporate recruiting, you know, sort of boutique operation. Wow. But, you know, so uh, I guess the last thing, the last regular 
regular job I had, I was working a, a, a office admin for a global claims management service. And then we went for a long enough period without a natural disaster. Um, and I got laid off and, huh. you know, that was maybe one of the best things that happened to me because, uh, I'd say for a year and a half, all the money that I was making was coming from theater. Mm. You know, that year on my taxes, I didn't feel like, uh, I was scamming anybody by saying actor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was a lot of fun and I haven't really changed that since mm -hmm. then, you know, it, uh, it, it's it's ended up really agreeing with me. I, I know that I'm a lot happier now. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Has your favorite role that evolved over the years? Like, what was your favorite role to play 20 years ago, and what's your favorite role uh, to play today? I think uh, you know one of the things that has changed since, like, uh, I, I did um, a little over a year ago. I uh, got to tackle uh, a role that I'd done before um, in 2010, I think. Wallace Shawn's played the designated mourner. And um, I think one of the things that, uh, uh, one of the differences was uh, this time, I wasn't worried as much about making something happen. You know, um, I think in 2010, um, we had been wanting to do the play for about 17 years at that point. Wow. So, uh, a little bit of anticipation. we were feeling a lot of pressure and, you know, it's like, this has got to be special, you know, <laughs> Damn <laughs> it. try real hard. <laughs> <laughs> and the second time through, it just, uh, it felt like a lot more, um, relaxed, mm -hmm. and, you know, I didn't need to try as hard as, mm -hmm. uh, as I did the last time. And I think just, uh, you know, more experience, you know, more experience mm. with all mm -hmm. that, you know, it was like learning by working with the same group of people um, over the years. Uh, I mean, that's one of the things about catastrophic theater is many of us have known each other since we were like 15 or 16, wow. you know, um, high school of the performing and visual arts. Mm. And, you know, this many years later to still be putting on plays with your friends, which is what you thought when you met, uh, that's one of the luckiest things that's ever happened. Uh, you know, I, I, I just feel incredibly grateful for that. Uh, some of my favorite people in the world, and I'm still getting to play with them. How special. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, every now and then um, I'll think about that and, and kind of get a little choked up, you know. And uh, But it, it's, I have to remind myself sometimes how rare it is. You know? Yeah. Um, thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, one of the things, too, like, uh, you know, Jason and I knew each other in high school and we were friends then. And then um, college happens and uh, he's at NYU and I was still in town at U of H. Then we run into each other. We start running into each other when he's back in Houston. He's starting up a theater company and I'm working with another new company. And yeah, I mean, it was almost inevitable mm -hmm. because we were both trying to do pretty much the same thing. And, uh, you know, our, our goals aligned so uh, beautifully that, the, and all of our friends, you know, they wanted to do the same stuff. So, it, yeah, it was, uh, it, it feels like, you know, it was bound to happen, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. a couple of avalanches rolling towards each other. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't force trying to keep them away from each no, other. No, 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 no. Don't yeah, force no. it. Don't force yeah. it. It's fatal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what was that uh, transition like from actor to 
production mm. from be- being the producer and the director? Well, uh, the first wait, the first play that I directed. Okay, yeah, that was. Um, uh, a friend of mine who is now uh, uh, enjoying a successful screenwriting career, uh, he had started a theater. Um, I think it was the second brand new theater that I was a part of. And we were going to do Eric Bogosian's talk radio uh, about the, um, the uh, incendiary uh, uh, radio uh, host. And uh, uh, I was going to play the guy and, and my friend was going to be directing. And then I think he stayed up watching the movie one night and the next day he said... Hey, can we switch? Are you direct and I'll uh, play the guy? And I said, yeah, okay. Because I'd been, you know, I'd been toying with the idea of getting into directing plays. Huh. Um, so we did that and uh, it worked out pretty well and it was fun. And, and then uh, the, the second show, uh, I, I started out wanting to do um, Eugene O'Neill's The Iceman Cometh, which is a cast of about 20 people. Uh, at, you know, one of the darkest dankest, saddest plays ever, you know, and um, first rehearsal, only about nine of the 20 people showed up, you know, Ooh. it was like, well, we were a ragtag bunch <laughs> back then, you know, and, and we had uh, more lax discipline mm-hmm. than, you know, but, but I saw also that there was no way we'd be able to do the play with this kind of Vibe. So uh, uh, I canceled it that night and decided instead to do a three-character play by Richard Foreman called Samuel's Major Problems. I didn't really, I'd never seen any of Foreman's plays. I just read them and I'd read his theoretical writings. And um, I was young enough and uh, overconfident enough sure. that the stuff that, you know, had I waited a few years, it, it would have stopped me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I didn't know how much I didn't know. So I was able to just kind of dive in and trust myself, you know, the arrogance of a 25-year-old who's pretty certain that he's going to turn the world of whatever discipline he's in upside down. Mm-hmm. You know, that uh, that experience of being able to sort of uh, uh, build a world and direct the show, and I also played Samuel in it. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, I, I was I was definitely like uh, thought of myself as the Gulf Coast Orson Welles, <laughs> <laughs> with all of the ego. <laughs> so yeah, that was the second one, and then uh, I don't know. Our first year working together at Infernal Bridegroom Productions uh, was just going so well that Jason and I met after a rehearsal and. Um, Drank a lot of beer and ate a lot of chips and salsa right over there at Chapultepec, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, planned out our second year. You know, and he was directing half the shows, and I had to direct the other half. Wow! You know, um, yeah, it was our ambitious uh, ten shows in twelve months season. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah, you can All only right. do that Ripping if you're like right? twenty-five, twenty-six years old. Yeah. You can only yeah. do that then when you don't know that you can't do that. Wow! Yeah. So how many did 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 y'all follow through? We did, on we them? did, wow. we did. We completed the season. Holy yeah, cow! Yeah, yeah, and I um, I was in a lot of the ones that I wasn't directing, and I was in a lot of the ones that I directed too. So. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Holy buckets! It was crazy. We did uh, you know Chekhov. We did uh, uh, George Buchner's Wojtek. Wow. Uh, we did Eugenie Inesco. We did Guys and Dolls. 
uh, we did. Oh, um, so some small production. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was insane, and we, you know, I think the only reason we ended up with that schedule is because we were drunk by the time we wrote it all down. <laughs> <laughs> you that, sign here, and yeah. I'll sign here, yeah. and then we'll we, really do yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. Uh, I guess this is legally binding. Yeah. <laughs> That's never happened in this office. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, decisions yeah. made over shots. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, write material as well for? I have adapted stuff before. Um, um, Donald Barthelme's Snow White, a short novel from the mid '60s. I'd been working on um, off and on for 20 years, and we finally presented it in April of uh, 2017. Um, and that was a lot of fun, but now I'm without, you know, that white whale project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to figure out what, what what's the next one yeah. going to be. And I've done adaptation, but I haven't written original stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm more of an interpretive artist than, uh, mm. you know, generating, you know, uh, material from uh, thin air. Sure, um, sure. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to need to see something in front of me and respond to it. There's a certain elegance of that of just how, how I, you I take it. yeah I love it I love it and I, I really respond to kind of a you know more uh, I guess abstract uh, or surreal writing than than I do um, the, the 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 realistic well-made play as a director at least mm-hmm. sure you know mm-hmm. I, I like the stuff that that lying in bed at night I wake up and say I know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, the 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they chase each other around with apples and sticks and try to hit each other with them. You know, mm-hmm. which really did happen in one of our plays. Um, <laughs> it's a love story. It makes yeah, sense. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just a section that uh, every every time we got to it in rehearsals, it would uh, it would be, um, uh, you know, what what are we doing here? What's going on? It's like I don't know. I don't know. And then one rehearsal, uh, uh, I just uh, kind of shouted, "I've got it." <laughs> Ding. Yeah, 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 and it was uh, it was the most ridiculous solution, but just it kind of uh, you know it fixed a play that uh, this section where uh, we just ground to a halt every single night. Whoa, yeah, I don't know keep where it came from except that we had those <laughs> objects on stage. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, in everything that I've ever worked on, uh, there's always some hole in it somewhere mm-hmm. that um, you know it's like that's where the problem is and I tend to just trust that eventually it's going to come to me and you know we are working on deadlines too you know as we got the opening scheduled so it's got to (laughs) come but sometimes I think it's just a matter of um, standing up saying I know what we'll do without having any idea (laughs) what you're going to do and by the time you're up on the stage with them you you know you've got to have something you know mm. that at least shakes the brain loose a little bit and 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 starts something going. What uh, so what is the um, uh, the creative process to make those decisions? Is it a lot of uh, I know what what we'll do and really having to force yourself to, to to get something out, or is there another creative process that's more of kind of a slow slow burn? I think uh, I think it's a little of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a research and preparation nerd. You know. Mm. Um, I love to immerse myself uh, um, 
so deeply that my girlfriend uh, 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 is saying, would you stop talking about this? <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about it. You know, uh, but it, it is this kind of total immersion for a period of, you know, six months to a year, or in the wow. case of Snow White, 20 years. Wow. You know, one of the things that I do a lot is uh, I'll start designing sound for a show, even if I'm not the sound designer. That, for some reason, really gives me a, a doorway in. But I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of uh, preparation, research, learn everything that I can. And then once the rehearsals begin, if I've done enough, you know, that's sitting in the back of my head yeah. and it's stuff that I can pull from yep. whenever I need it, yep. you know, uh, if I need it. And often, it, yeah, it'll just um, inform a decision that I made without even knowing it. Sure. Right. It's keeping that, that treasure yeah. trove in the back and yeah, collecting yeah. as much to... I think it's a very much a left brain, right brain thing, yeah. you know. Um, hmm. And I, I, I'm glad that I enjoy that part of it so much mm -hmm. because uh, if I didn't, it would be very tedious. But uh, yeah, you know, just reading everything that I can, consuming. Mm -hmm. and, then, uh, and then I kind of, uh, you know, there's no time once you get to rehearsal. Right. to, uh, you know, uh, share your theories or research because everybody's looking at you saying, what do we do now? Right, right. But it's in there, you know. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's in there. What's been the big takeaway from directing? What have you really learned? And um, hmm. I, think, I think it was the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the fact that you have to be able to um, take a deep breath and let go uh, because, you know, uh, live theater, something's going to go wrong every night, every night, period. So, um, yeah, being able to, uh, at a certain point, just kind of let go and, 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 and exhale mm -hmm. and, and watch and enjoy it. Mm. Let it, let it, uh, yeah. take, take, let on it the turn life. into what let it's it... going to be anyway. Yeah. 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 You know, you can steer it for a while, but eventually, you know, you've got to, yes, the, uh, the car careening down a hill, you've got to, you know, put the toolbox on the accelerator and jump out the door and let it do what it's going to do. <laughs> yeah. Pull up a lawn chair. And... Yeah, yeah. Holding it too tightly does tend to, um, you know, eventually, I think, damage uh, mm -hmm. uh, something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and, and, and no one ends up really finding... It doesn't end up growing, you know. I don't want to make something that is, uh, you know, dead on arrival, opening night, and it doesn't change after that. You know? Right. Joe and I will talk about that a bit in architecture as well, of all this preparation, all these kind of things, you know, to cut the ribbon and the building is open, mm -hmm. now you're finished, right? Mm -hmm. But precisely at that moment, that's when it starts to... It's when it starts to live. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's when yeah, it actually yeah, starts yeah. to do the thing that yeah. you've the been thing wanting. it was built for. Yeah. 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 And in that same way it's like, you know, the curtain goes up and now it's it's time to Yeah. Yeah. It's a back it's time off. To shy. Back yeah, off. And shine. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. If I'm not in the show, I do tend to not go back and watch it a bunch. Which mm. uh you know, I, I used to think that made me um a bad director, but uh, actually it's just like yeah, if uh, if I don't have a job to do, then there's no reason for me to be there, breathing down everybody's neck. Mm -hmm. And it, you're, I would think, um, I mean, a lot of times it's like for the next project that that we think about, it's like, okay, now we have to get ready to immerse ourselves. Oh uh, yeah, world there's, of the there's next also one, definitely know? that, and because I get so excited about that, right? Um, yeah, I'm I'm ready to move on. Um, yeah, almost immediately, almost right. immediately. 
Right. I mean, you know, if if I have directed something and I'm in the show, I will be there every night. Mm-hmm. And if something, you know, like grossly sloppy starts happening and it happens more than once, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, just deliver a gentle reminder, you know. Right. But um, I, yeah, I don't, even if I'm there every night, I don't tend to give a lot of notes after that point. You know, it's like... Uh, uh, no, I'm just an actor now. Um, get to get to enjoy enjoy the ride with uh, with everybody else. Oh man, this was so much fun. Yeah, that was fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Really great. For more information on Greg, including current and upcoming shows, visit catastrophictheater.com. That's catastrophictheater with an R E dot com. A special thanks goes out to our guest, Greg Dean, to our interviewers extraordinaire, Joe Rivers and Kevin Barden, and to everyone out there listening to Season 2 of Spork in the Road podcast. This episode was written, produced, narrated, edited, and music by Scott Barden. For more information on Rivers Barden Architects and Spork in the Road podcast, visit riversbarden.com.